Thank you for joining this episode uh, of my uh, podcast uh, for International Dispute Management. Uh, I am Larry, and this episode we're talking about what is my mediation style. You probably, uh, if you're following me, you you saw my LinkedIn site, I posted 16 questions. Those 16 questions have to do with four mediation styles, the most common four mediation styles. Um, The first one is facilitative. The second one that I talk about is transformative, narrative, and the last one is advisory. Uh, If you answered yes to all of them, you're a very well-rounded mediator. If you only answered a few of them, I'll I'll talk about how it's blocked out. The first four questions, one through four, are facilitative. The questions five through eight are transformative. The questions 9 through 12 are narrative. The questions 12 through 16 are advisory. If you only answered the advisory 12 through 16 in the affirmative, then you're an attorney because those are the types of uh, mediations and the, and the questions would lean to what you do in an advisor, advisory type uh, mediation. Uh, let's start with the first one with facilitative. Facilitative is probably the most common type of mediation taught by most of the certification classes. Now, uh, not all states certify, some register. Uh, so when you're doing those basic 30, 40 hour classes, they're going to talk a lot about facilitation. Uh, and facilitation is just that you're facilitating between the two disputants or multiple disputants. Uh, and so there's there's a it includes interaction between the parties where the mediator provides a process and that process you know whether they have a flip chart whether they have a computer set up uh, they're going to give you a certain amount of time to talk about your issues each party is going to do that and they're going to take notes and then they're going to try to get you together and they're going to go through try to find a resolution through facilitating uh, the points that you talk about. Everybody uses some form of facilitative process, whether they're aware of it or not. I mean, that's just really what you're doing as a mediator. Um, And the reason is that everybody uses it is because you want to map out the nexus between the disputants, between their issues. And this works well. Facilitative works very well to uh, map out these nexuses between the disputants and a lot of times they don't realize that the connection between what they're doing and, and what the other person is, is, how they're responding to them. The second group was transformative. Um, transformative is, is um, one, of the, one of the main styles that I use and because it instills mutual power between the parties. And a lot of times when you have a small corporation with a multinational conglomerate, they don't, the, the power's not there. But believe me, that multinational conglomerate is there for a reason because they need something from that small party or that small corporation. The, and the interesting thing about transformative, and people don't seem to understand it, is we don't, when using a transformative style, we don't seek an immediate resolution. We're going to let you, we're going to facilitate and try to map out the nexus for you. But in the end, 
the disputants make their they develop their own nexus map. So the, you know this is this is what's interesting about this is because it gives you a lot of power in doing that map, showing why why you do what you do and why you need them to do certain things. It allows the parties to reach this mutual beneficial resolution. You know, we always talk about a win-win and all this. I mean, really, um, very, very few cases where you have both parties truly win on on, on the same level. Someone's going to get what they want and the other party's going to get what they want. One party may be getting a lot more than the other one, but that works for them because they, you know, you go back into business and so, so far, so, uh, uh, so far for whatever you're doing, it works well. It works well in very complex environmental disputes, uh, uh, legal disputes, uh, where they've been, um, you know, been fighting for a long time transformative works because it allows them to do this balance of power. And I talk a lot about power and in my, uh, my other podcasts. So you can always go on there if you want to see, you know, there's even power in chaos. And that's what we've been going through for the, in the United States for the last four years is, is to show how chaos actually provides a certain amount of problems, uh, a certain amount of power. I'm sorry. But at the same time, it's not controllable. It's not sustainable. And so it, usually the people that use chaos to create power usually get burned in the end. Okay, the next one is narrative. Uh, we use uh, mainly by social and psychological scientists. Uh, and it's used by the legal profession and, and family therapy. And basically what we're talking about, we're using, uh, we're telling stories. Tell me how you feel. You know, your feelings are real important in this, and and what happens if you do this, you do that. How do you feel about it? We're, we're doing a, a storytelling metaphor so that people can come to a resolution that what your actions, you know, create this reaction. The one of the big problems with this is that it is very very time consuming, and a lot of times. People want, well, most Americans want an immediate uh, solution to our problems, and and that doesn't happen. So over time, this narrative process works very well. The mediator develops a nexus from the party stories and allows the parties to arrive at a proper conclusion. Now, a lot of times, you know, you're going to, if somebody tells you a story, you're going to come to a conclusion uh, one way or another, but it may not be the right conclusion. So that's why you need a social scientist or a psychologist, psychiatrist to actually, you know, get into the weeds and figure out exactly what the root cause is. And that's going to bring you to your, your mapping of the, the nexus. Um, advisory, again, if you're using advisory and you're doing it solely, that's the only type you're doing, you're, you're an attorney. Um, generally court-ordered, uh, used mainly by legal experts uh, and lawyers. Uh, you know, and it allows the parties to debate their cases without the fear of having some kind of a permanent verdict on them. So uh, a lot of time court orders, uh, whether it's in a divorce or it's a custody or it's a, you know, neighborhood dispute, uh, there's there's all kinds of different court-ordered 
mediations. And, you know, and it, a lot of them are contract, you know, the tremendous amount of contract disputes. So, you know, these, the nexus that you're going to map in this case or the next, the mapping of the nexus is through a legal process. And it's based on case law, past precedents, and so on. Hopefully, when you answered the, the questions, you answered at least some on each of the four blocks. Or if you're really good and you've been doing this for a long time, you probably answered yes and the affirmative for all of them. Uh, if you want to know more, you can uh, go to my site and look at some of the other uh, podcasts and some of the videos on my YouTube site. Uh, or you can purchase my book, uh, Resource-Based Dispute Management, uh, at authorhouse.com. You can do a, a download for nine, $9.99, I think it is. But um, podcasts are, are free. So... I enjoy talking with you today, and I hope that uh, we'll have more of these, and I plan on posting quite a few more questions on uh, my LinkedIn site. You can follow me on uh, my website, which is internationaldisputemanagement.com, or you can email me at larry at internationaldisputemanagement.com. Have a good day. Thank you.